When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Final seconds of the half, third and nine. Prescott flushed out of the pocket. Looking to run. Dak Prescott is in. Touchdown. Yeah, when you have that kind of performance on Thanksgiving, you just grab the turkey leg. You don't even ask first or wait for somebody to give it to you. You just grab it and walk off. Dak Prescott, three of the 18 touchdowns he's thrown in the last six weeks as we bring you back here on BetQL Daily alongside Ed Gross and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack in for Joe Ostrowski, and we've got Joe Osborne, Covers.com, top of the hour, plus Parker Fleming to talk college football conference championship weekend is upon us, a little more than 24 hours away. Parker joins us at the top of the third and final hour as we are here, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, every single day live across the BetQL network. And, of course, on twitch.tv slash BetQL and the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel as well. But Cowboys, Ed, hosting the Seahawks. Oh, that's a big number. Oh, boy. To nine and a half now after sitting at nine for a while. But we've laid it out. Dak and the Cowboys rolling against inferior opponents this year. Five and one in the last six weeks, during which I mentioned Dak has thrown those 18 touchdown passes to just two interceptions. Averaging about nine yards an attempt, 122.6 quarterback rating. And then on the other side, if we want to make it all about quarterbacks, Geno Smith has gone in the tank the last month and a half or so. He does not look Mm -hmm. like the guy he looked like last year. And Seattle scored three touchdowns in the last four weeks. It's a big fat number, but Dallas at home against an inferior opponent, it's tempting to lay on the gas on this one, even laying the nine and a half. Yeah, it certainly is. And part of it certainly is about the market protecting the teaser opportunities, because when this was at eight and a half Mm -hmm. and even shorter than that, boy, that would have been a phenomenal teaser leg, right? Uh, Would have been a bigger question figuring out what to pair this with. What fine wine do we want to pair this porterhouse with in terms of uh, (laughs) taking the Cowboys down to two and a half, two, something like that? That would have been a a bigger question. It it is interesting when I look at my model here, uh, it has Cowboys minus nine. And so the numbers alone in terms of power ratings aren't going to tell you very much as far as which side to back here. Yes, the Cowboys probably are nine points better. And as the line continues to move, maybe there is a little value if you continue to wait and backing the Seahawks if it gets to, say, 10, 10 and a half or something ridiculous. But at the same time, we had Matthew Friedman on uh, yesterday, and he touched upon this idea that I have been backing for some time now. And I think it's really important to uh, discuss this. By the way, check out our podcast, wherever you podcast for that conversation. But what I did yesterday was I looked at 
every NFL team and every passer, when the win probability per next-gen stats is at least 75%. So maybe the game isn't completely taken care of or in hand, but it's definitely something where one team has a lopsided advantage. So win probability greater than 75%. Dak Prescott has more pass attempts, touchdowns, and the highest completion percentage over expected than any quarterback in the NFL when his team has a greater than 75% chance to win. Also second highest Mm -hmm. DPA per drop back and second highest success rate. They want to beat the crud out of lesser competition. And they largely have done that. And yes, you can point to Washington and Carolina and the Giants, but the Seahawks, probably more of a mediocre team than a bad team. I think the Cowboys can do this as well. They're not going to run the football with Tony Pollard and company. They are going to continue to pass once they have a lead because they want to make sure that other targets get theirs. Talking about Brandon Cooks and other guys like that. So to me, I think laying the big number is still okay in this scenario, not necessarily because the Cowboys are that much better, but because they are trying to win by more than a couple of scores, Aaron. Yeah, and I even like, to your point, some DAC props, uh, because I think if you do think they are going to win, then you probably need to look at that. The one thing that does concern me is the point you brought up, like the Seahawks slightly above you know, those other teams that they've just demolished recently. So how will they respond in this situation? Maybe not quite a blowout, but I still expect them to win. I I still kind of think this could be the Seahawks could cover here. Um, I might, Mm. I, I, I don't love it, but I like the Seahawks as dogs here. And I'm also looking at, um, some Geno Smith props as well. Yeah, Geno's been tough to, to like I said, the last six, seven weeks when Seattle, Seattle's gone as Geno is gone, really. Like, and, and that's the story of the last seven games for them. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's been sacked 20 times in those last seven games, too. They are three and four since starting the season, three and one. I mentioned just three touchdowns in the last four weeks, but they haven't scored a single touchdown in the last seven quarters and things don't get any easier for the Seahawks anytime soon. They've got the Niners on deck. They've got the Eagles on deck. I mean, they are fighting for their lives at this point and sure they they wrap up the season with a couple of games, two out of their final three weeks against Tennessee and Arizona, but on the road games, they should win. So they're still firmly in that NFC wildcard race, but this is one they have to have. And I don't know if they, if that gives them the the extra the extra immeasurable boost that you need to at least make it a game, I, I tend to err on the side with Ed here of what the numbers have told me over the last month and a half, which is Seattle and Geno Smith have come back down to earth. And again, I shouldn't say and, Seattle has come back down to earth because, Ed, of Geno Smith. And that's kind of the way I read this one. And the Cowboys are doing what they're doing because of Dak Prescott. I mean, he's... He's down to eight to one for MVP now. People are talking about who's having a better season or who's playing better right now. He or Jalen Hurts, right? And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. all of this momentum, this groundswell is coming up behind Dak because he's doing exactly what he said he wanted to do in the offseason, which is limit turnovers, build the offense around me, put it on my shoulders. There's been an offense that's been built on the run game the last few years. No, put it on my shoulders, 
And that's why they're allowing him, like you pointed out, Ed, with games not necessarily totally in hand, but at least right there in the palm for the taking, they're letting him be the guy who sticks the dagger in teams. And it's fascinating when looking at this offensive evolution for the Cowboys under Brian Schottenheimer and, of course, uh, the head coach, Mike McCarthy, where it's something where they were really conservative. It was about running the football a good bit more and keeping those passes short and making Jake Ferguson the guy, perhaps even more so than C.D. Lamb in high leverage spots. That's not the case anymore. They have evolved a good bit more to where they're ladding Prescott, throw it a little bit deeper, perhaps get in the tight windows just a little bit more. They're trusting him a little bit more. And to me, that's exactly what they needed to do because conservatism does not work with the personnel that Dallas has. Maybe it works with other offenses and that's fine, but it doesn't work specifically in this scenario. And it's perhaps unfortunate that it took them a few games to figure this out. Maybe look at last season's tape and figure it out that way and not freak out over the high number of interceptions. Some of that was very much random. Also, some of it was that you had wide receiver two, wide receiver three, who you didn't trust. Now you trust just about everybody. And that matters a great deal in terms of diversifying the portfolio where, okay, if CeeDee Lamb is triple team, well, that's okay because you have other guys you can go to. And so if you're looking at, say, props for who will finish with the most receiving yards in this game, things like that, while I think CeeDee Lamb can have a monster outing, I also yeah. think game script suggests where if Geno Smith is struggling, just can't move the ball down the field, and the Cowboys have more possessions, I would not be surprised if it's somebody else who is leading this offense in, say, receiving yards, like a Brandon Cooks like he did a few weeks ago, or someone else of that ilk. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I love the CD and Lamb look. I love Dak over 280 and a half. It's only minus 113. Uh, the one Geno Smith I was looking at is rush yards. Nine and a half is the number. He might be running for his life. The only thing I worry about is could we see some negative yardage for him? That's, that might that's scare me off thing. of that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know. I'll be honest. I what's what's Gino's passing prop? Like two thirty ish, two twenty nine ish. I think I saw this morning. Um, and he he's he's averaging two forty eight over the last. I, I mentioned the the impotence of this offense over the last seven weeks. Um, they're still they've still let him throw the ball. Now he racked up a lot in that one game against the Commanders, and that defense yeah. is trash. Um, so I don't want to weight the the average too much, but like if <laughs> if they're trailing the entire game, um, if, if they're trailing the entire game, they're gonna have to throw, even if they if that's not necessarily how they want True. to win this thing. If, if they're down multiple scores most of the night, then Gino's gonna have to throw. And so when I look at passing props, Gino, I'll be honest, is an, an attractive one for me at two thirty and a half right now at BetMGM at. Well, Chris, let me ask you this then. If we all believe that game script is going to tell us that Geno Smith will have to pass a good bit more, which I completely mm-hmm. agree with, does that mean we should be stressing rushing yards a good bit more? Because Kenneth Walker is doubtful for this game. Zach Charbonnet, who will probably be the bell cow back, how much do we expect his workload to be? Because mm-hmm. I could see the argument going under his rushing numbers. What do you think yeah. about that, Chris? Yeah, 48 and a half, definitely. I mean, that that, mm-hmm. that makes a ton of sense. Um, I don't have Charbonnet's numbers in front of me right now for the season, week by week, but I don't think I have to have them in front of me to look at that one and think, yeah, it is, it, are, are they going to be able to run the ball against Dallas, mm-hmm. even if they want to? And, and I don't, you know, again, they're going to have to be in a really advantageous position to want to run the ball. I don't see them being in that position. The other thing when we talk about Dak real quick to bring up is that Jerry Jones is the consummate businessman. He may meddle in personnel affairs too much for Cowboys fans likings. He may, he, he may think he's a whole lot smarter about some things than he really is. But one thing Jerry knows is business. And Jerry knows if he's going to pay a quarterback 50 mil a year for the foreseeable future, He's going to find out if that guy's worth 50 mil a year. And so they have leaned in on Dak and said, yeah, Dak, you want to be the man? You're the man this year. And I don't think Jerry's necessarily walking into Mike McCarthy's office every single week and saying, no, Dak's got to be the guy to finish teams off. But I'm sure he makes his voice heard. He walks around the star out there in Frisco and he lets everybody know what he thinks. And he makes sure Mike knows what he thinks and he makes sure Dak knows what he thinks. And, you know, he started to lavish some of that praise on him just this past week on the ticket in Dallas saying, yeah, he's been everything we thought he could be. He's is really the best he's played in his career. Jerry is at the point where he's solidifying in his own mind. Yes. I, I can lay out 50 mil a year for this guy and feel good about it. And that's that's exactly what he wanted to see this year. He wanted to see Dak back it all up and prove that he was worth this massive extension he's going to get, Ed. Uh, Dak Prescott is the greatest quarterback <laughs> in the history of the National Football League. You can mark my words and then don't mark my words. <laughs> yes he's very much like that well this was the whole thing though like with last year and ezekiel elliott like you have this running back you've paid a ton of money to so you're going to use him even though like he was reliable for what three yards of carry give or take like mm-hmm. you couldn't expect him to move the chains on third and ten or something like that like you were gonna get three yards of carry out of ezekiel elliott regardless but you paid him so you better use him 
really did hamstring this offense a good bit because he was out there. And that's why, uh, you know, he was let go. Uh, but yes, I completely agree with the logic that, look, Dak Prescott is the star of the show, so let's make him a star. But I also mm-hmm. don't think the Cowboys are unique in that regard. If you pay someone a bunch of money, you want to make sure you get the most out of your investment. Mm-hmm. Well, another narrative that I thought was funny uh, reading yesterday is DK was uh, scouting Deron Bland. He's like, he has more touchdowns than I do. Another star <laughs> on the Cowboys who's having a phenomenal season. But I just thought that was funny that DK said that. Yeah, that's the other thing to keep in mind. This is Dallas defense is, uh, if, if I'm Geno Smith and I'm trying to get on track and I'm Pete Carroll trying to help my offense figure things out, this is not the week to face this defense and the one I'm going to face mm-hmm. next no. week or the week after that. They are in a bad way as far as finally getting the wheels back on to the offensive wagon. Funny that some of the stuff that we talked about there, uh, BetMGM Insights telling us that some of the most bet tickets are props in the opposite direction. For example, 99% of the money at BetMGM right now on the over for Zach Charbonnet rushing attempts at 12 and a half. Um, a bulk of the tickets as well on Geno Smith under his passing prop at 230 and a half. So there you go. That's why you take the numbers, you, you look at them, then you listen to what we have to say, you spin it around and you listen to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Of course, you're checking us out on your Odyssey app and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chris Mack in for Joe Ostrowski, joined by Ed Egros and Aaron Hawksworth. And coming up next, we go off the board. MILFs are having their moment. What? (laughs) We'll explain next. I I hope we have an explanation for this anyway. You're locked into BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.